Chitta Sankara, thoroughly experiencing the Chitta Sankara. This is an aspect of Anapanasati. <coughs> and calming or tranquilizing or smoothing out um, Chitta Sankara. So uh, Anapanasati is, a, is one method or means to, to bringing this around. So we should consider this as as an essential part of our practice. It relates to the second foundation of mindfulness. Mm. You know, the, the things that uh, that irritate, stir, agitate. Delight, arouse, gladden, depress, all those uh, feelings and perceptions, which are the, the mental significance that's given to events and sense objects, how they touch us, how they affect us. Mm. So, consider the, we're using a kind of like a tactile analogy for for mind, for chitta, in the sense of mental sensitivity. Just imagine something rather like a, say a, uh, like a, a skin, you know, or drum skin for example, or a, or a skin of water, meniscus on water surface. And then the, these continual objects strike that, and it, it continually bounces and dances. And that particular bounce and dance um, you know, is the is the the effect, the jitta sankara, the, the stirring or the activation of it, of of that. Some of it can be say karmically wholesome. Um, some of it can be karmically uh, afflictive. You know, you have good good bounces and bad ones. The jitta is itself, in its particular sense, maybe a, seems to be a word that's used a lot, and it, it's a not very precise word. It's more an experiential reference than a, than a sense faculty result. It's not an objective thing. It's a a sense thing. We could say, roughly speaking, it's we ask the question, "How am I? How am I?" You know, then what we refer to is, is jitta. In doing that, in what am I? We probably refer to our body. You know, how am I? So all all of that. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 so the Jitta Sankara is a particular aspect of that, of all of that, which is the, if you like, the, the very you know, thing that I'm running with right now, or dragging with, or oppressing me, or delighting me, or, or the, the, actually it's the feeling of being um, delighted or oppressed or aroused or saddened. It's that, you know, what that does, how that 
feeling or perception pushes us, gives a little push, or it, it, it holds us back, it has an effect on our energy. Mm. And it, 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 it um, is the seed for our further actions, you know, feeling a bit depressed, therefore, da 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 da. I'm feeling quite bouncy, therefore, da 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 da. You know, um, and so that kind of starts an impulse going one way or another. It, it, it definitely affects our view. This is Jitta Sankara. So it can be good, you know, wholesome, metta soaked, you know, feeling of, of metta or pity, delight, you know, a sense of rapture and gladness. You certainly, you're, you're in something, aren't you? Mm. Yet we need to know that it's, it's this rather than some truth or some, you know. It's true, but it's not the whole truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> it's, it's a condition that passes through. And if we hang on to it, then, then there's the karma and a uh, sense of, well, you know, we feel very happy, then why isn't everybody else happy? Or why is it so gloomy around here? Or if everybody's a bit depressed, why is everybody so cheerful? Gets on my nerves, you know, feel a bit tired. Go, why is the routine so strenuous? Feeling really activated. Why is there nothing to do here? <laughs> you know, so this is our own, where our own jitta sankaras are going, are the karma. You know, karma is dysfunction, basically. <laughs> or dissonance in the group. You know, different karmas so we tap into the karmic experience and make more of it than it is then it's a sense of why are you like this and I'm like that and why can't you be like this and more like that and how do we can get ourselves on the same level or something like that so this is, can be a big aspect of community life can't it trying to calm the bouncy ones down and lift the depressed ones up and get the Quiet ones to talk, get the talky ones to quieten down, and all these sorts of things. So we get this kind of <laughs> you know, so, so in terms of behaviour, there's, there's appropriate behaviour, and but there's a spectrum of that, what's appropriate, and then recognising well that there are differences. You know, it's like that. That's not right and wrong. We understand, we're able to be with those, to be with those in harmony. Trying to have a permanent jitta sankara is a struggle, you know, being always up, you know, mm. or assuming that you'll always be down. Mm. But it's something that. The nature of chitta is that that when you you get this uh, sankara, there the chitta is the territory of the uh, of I am. <coughs> so you know chitta sankara is like the actual running here, I, how I am right now, 
particularly with the general sense of I am. So anything that lands in that and is activated, it becomes I am. So therefore I am this. And then and then once and it has the effect of universalizing and generalizing what is a specific and uh, temporal experience becomes an ultimate absolute identity. So it's important to recognize you know, the difference between jitta sankara and jitta. It's possible to have this sense of I am as something that's that's um, you know, sometimes they, in some traditions they call it the I am behind the I am or before the I am. In terms of just quiet, open sensitivity, nothing particularly happening in it. It's a sort of wide, serene sensitivity. <coughs> of course, it's not. You know, in the Buddhist way of describing things, it's not an absolute self. Some People or some people say, "Well, this is your true self with a capital S." In Buddha Dharma, we say this is still, um, you know, why call it a self? Why not just call it jitta? It's this, you know, um, you know, whose name's on it? You know, whose name's on the bill, as it were. And it also um, it partakes. It, it you know, it, it mingles. It gets. Um, these effects run through it. So in, in our third tetrad of Anapanasati, we begin to review this chitta um, and how you can you can subtly um, inflect particular qualities into that sense, gladdening it, steadying it. Um, and then these are all the samatha practices and then the vipassana practices to see in the fourth tetrad to review any of the other three, including the, um, th- the third, including the citta, as well. This is this particular ex- is is relative. It's a, it's a nature. It's to be has the nature of 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 changing and letting go of any tendencies to um, create an identity out of it complete relinquishment. <coughs> so we try to, when we're practicing with the Jitta Sankara, it's important to recognize that that it, in this particular structure of teachings, this is thoroughly sensitive to Pati Samwedi, thoroughly experiencing it. You know. So and then tranquilizing doesn't mean shooting annihilating it or, or getting rid of it or not having one. Just learning how to to handle that, so you have to thoroughly experience the arousability, the affectability, you know, the you know the, all of that. And sometimes we're rather wary of that because of the power it can have and the way that we can we can we can act upon it. You know, we get a bit up in ourselves and we start speaking or acting upon it. And then regret, oh, you know, that was just a mood. So, uh, yeah, or, it, it, you know, it, we don't know how to handle it, so we're very, rather wary about fully experiencing it. 
And as long as we are, then in a way the thing is never really fully um, understood. I don't mean understood cognitively, intellectually. I mean really the wholeness of it is not fully felt. Now you compare this, for example, you compare this with the first tetrad, the Kayasankara, just the bodily energy, um, bodily formation. Um, so thoroughly, you know, sabakaya patisamwedi, thoroughly sensitive to the entirety of the body. And this as being the the prologue to thoroughly, you know, to calming this bodily formation, this bodily arousability, affectability, um, sensitivity, if you like. Mm. So thoroughly experiencing the whole of that before we, we, have, we can actually calm it. Mm. And we probably recognize when we try to practice that, that we don't thoroughly experience the whole of the body. Or we may have a, a quite a limited view of what a body is, even. We don't feel all the tingles and surges and the, the slight tensions and the, the flutterings and, the, and all that that's going on in a body. You know, we tend to be perhaps localized into our heads and parts of the body are not felt. And it's saying the teaching until you have really you know, felt the whole of that, it's like you can't smooth it all out because you haven't got the whole whole bit yet. It's rather like you know if you try to um, say. You know, like if you try to say just strain the um, residues out of you, know, you have a pool of water and you just take one area and try to strain the residues out of it you, you may do that but then of course they'll all flood in from elsewhere it's only when you've got the whole of it that you could really clean it purify it. Um, you can't just work on a local area because it, the wholeness of that um, means that other, other areas will just start flooding in. And this is what happens when we, of course, when we meditate, we start to maybe clear a little bit and then other things come in. You know, we may clear surface layers of, of um, agitated thinking or bodily pain. And if you clear that, it seems to open up place for, for other things to come in. You know, strange disturbed states or um, subtle tensions or uh, moods. So it's like the whole of it has to be um, sensitized to in order to, the whole of it has to be um, smoothed out or released. And also, if you look at this in a, in a more temporary analysis, so a mood, you start to experience a mood, and you think, oh, 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 feeling a bit like this now, 
and then you, you sort of push it down, then you don't, again, something is not completed until that whole thing has arisen and passed. And some of these, uh, you know, are, are uncomfortable. So we get a, feel a little bit of, of the of irritation, or irritated, and we just calm down, forget about it, or you know, something like that. But it's like until you have felt the whole of it, it's as if the whole creature has not been given the room to, you know, to pass. And you haven't seen, and it's in, often in the complete passing of an experience that you begin to see what it was that took that pushed that up there. You see the causes and conditions for the arising of that. You know, and basically it all comes out of dukkha. If you don't, uh, if that doesn't occur, then what we tend to be left with is the assumption this, of me. This is coming from me. Even when we don't think that, we still very much feel, oh, this is coming from I am, I am irritable person, I am uh, you know, a greedy person, whatever. Um, because we haven't seen past that layer of I am. So it's very clear in, in, in Buddha Dharma, Buddha saying this is the citta affected by lust. This isn't, this isn't a, some innate condition of I am, of the I am sense. It's something that you know, gets conditioned onto it. So the, the original citta is considered to be you know, pure, luminous. And then these things occur, affect it. <coughs> So just recognizing, you know, jitta is not um, not an absolute state. It's not the bottom line. It's a particular um, layer of, of experience whereby experience is formulated into a whole sense of of I am, which acts as our ground, if you like. Uh, but it's not our not the ultimate ground. It's an open place, uh, but it's not an ultimate ground. Now, if, if we don't fully, if, if conditions don't, if these conditions, karmic conditions are not fully, uh, you know, emerge and released, we don't, we don't see past that ground. So everything seems to be coming from the I am. Here I am being this way, here I am being that way. So ultimately, we're looking for the, the stopping or the, the liberation of jitta you know, from, from that. that. Um, and part of this is, begin, is, a, is being able to experience a complete sensitivity you know, you know, and what, what forms there. Feeling the feeling in the feeling. Mm. Feeling the heat in the heat. Feeling the wobble in the wobble. 
meaning the, the charge is the charge. And normally these is as we begin to kind of unpeel, come down to these these layers of our experience to this more kind of effective sense, then there are uh, you know you feel something and there's a kind of stop clamping around it or, or agitation around it. You know, something comes in. I don't because the <coughs> it's like the sense of not being able to handle this. So the the uh, this the proper um, capacity has to be acquired or engendered, and this is a lot of what we're doing in our Dharma practice: is building up the capacity to be um, thoroughly sensitive to the citta sankara without getting blown away, going to a black hole, spinning out. Which is what can occur if one is not doesn't have the capacity for that. So, until one has the capacity, one can't thoroughly experience. Until we thoroughly experience, we can't steady and calm. Until we, until we, unless we can steady and calm, we can't actually thoroughly know the jitta, and then we can't liberate it. So we get stuck at this particular level. One of the aims of samadhi is to is to build up the capacity, samadhi and sati and banya, right view, at least there's right view, um, to build up the capacity to be able to handle this these charges. They are like charges, you know, like electric currents that crackle in the system. And you know, how you do this and the, the kind of time span it's required to deal with some of the some of this material which can be very, very potent. Some of it is just nothing much, you know, gives them a bit of shift and shimmy. Some of it is much more potent. But it can take uh, a lot of time and training to do that. The samadhi method, if you like, is developing the jitta sankara of piti, you know, which is which is an activated, which is a sankara state. So, if you like, you, you develop this particular quality of piti sukha, and piti is the is the sankara, and sukha is the feeling, and these actors are very the stronger they get, you know, more more in place they are. These act as a kind of holding base for both. Uh, means that even though the Chittasankara is fully allowed, it's like you have this, you know, one might imagine you have a lot of padding there, so it soaks it up. Or um, sometimes the expression is someone who has a great jitta, maha jitta, means that these things, you know, the mind is so big and wide. That little splash here and there doesn't really blow the whole thing apart. And the image is one of um, something like dropping a salt grain into the Ganges River. You know, if you put a teaspoon of salt in the Ganges River, it doesn't really make much difference to it. If you put a teaspoon of salt in a thimble full of water, 
then it definitely makes a big effect. So spreading, making the, the jitta large, and say, this is samadhi experience. It's also experiences that uh, talked about as Brahma Vihara. You know, uh, you remember the uh, story of Anurud, the Anuruddhas, Anuruddha and his friends living in the in the forest and saying, you know, our minds, we are of one mind, you know, and it's like the because of the loving kindness they experience, they have this sense of as a group, they have such a, you know, such a complete quality of, of metta and integration amongst the three of them, that they have developed this sense of the mahachitta, you know, so uh, the quality of metta, you know, is it, more than just being a nice <coughs> person, we're actually really extending one's, one's awareness, and if everybody's doing that, Extending their awareness in this in this particular mode of you know just taking away the tension, the fear, the mistrust, the nervousness, the agitation, any of these you know afflictive, cramping effects, then what is it all about? Is the is the great the jitta made great? And this can we can talk about this as like a personal experience, but I think it's interesting to note that. In that particular sutta, it's seen as something they've, they've got going with themselves. And because somebody takes out the slop, somebody sweeps up the factory, they've, they've got a nice little group there. And that's, that's I think, that's a very uh, pleasant and inspiring example of making the, the jitta great through you know, a group effect. So when the, the jitta is therefore extended and, and vast and uh, it's this the kind of crampness of it taken out. So you remember the quality of all the Brahma Vihara is they're uncramped, they're, they're free from this kind of constricted, cramped state. <coughs> Lofty, abundant, there's a sense of bestowing and you know ability to be generous of giving and all that. Whatever the tonality of it was metta or kamun or whatever, but but just contemplating the very, if you like, the sphere of that awareness as an extended, uncramped, you know, no 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 holding back, no um, kind of contractiveness or nervousness. This is a certainly a lovely thing to be able to consider as a as a as a sangha experience. Something to see as our aim in living as a as a group. So both of these, you know, the the, the, the one might say the jhanic approach and the brahmavihara approach, essentially create a, a strong enough field of awareness to be able to, to buffer or soak up the discharges of, of Jitta Sankara. So recognizing that the pity itself is a Jitta Sankara, so one must also learn how to master that. We get so this can be a problem in medit for meditators, you're getting you know some calms and tranquility, the mind gets starts to get sharp and bright and, and slough off its 
dullness and its crabbiness and its restlessness and its, you know, it's not violent up and down. It's not going to feel good. Zing, and get uh, trilling, and then it starts to get trilling, and you know, one finds oneself getting very trilly, and uh, (laughs) it's half an inch off the ground. Um, uh, and a little bit sort of difficult to really, you know, stay stay steady with that. So that in the like in the first aspect of the second tetrad, the Buddha is saying when you develop the piti, and then see if you can move more towards the sukha, which is the sense of, which is a feeling, not a sankara, so it's got no push in it. It's just like, hmm, and it's a, it's a pleasant, easeful feeling. And pity to sukha is a case of just recognizing some of the stressful aspects of pity. Um, someone who's come slightly more wary of it in a way, or dispassionate towards it. Also, very much embodying it. So, kind of really press that into the tissues of skin the flesh, so that you soak it up with this physical form. It can spin into the mind. And then we get you know, great ideas, thoughts, songs, you know, it's, it's quite bubbly up. You really kind of push it into the tissues. I think this is where the breathing is, breathing one's joy down into the fingertips and the feet and the floor, all the way down to Australia, you know, <coughs> if you need to go that far. <laughs> if you've got a lot going for you, they just kind of really, they need it on the other side of the planet too. So you're just <coughs> sending it all the way down there. Um, the earthing, and the generally the art theme of, of any energetic formation is, is that down is the, is the direction to go, not up. Mm. <laughs> so that the. In, it can, it can be the case that we don't that our energies don't have enough enough room in this little body. And if your bodily formation, in your, the whole bodily calm is one that's rather, you know, there's a whole feeling of held in about it, about the body, you know, which can occur in very tight, hugger-mugger societies like we live in, in Britain. You know, crammed up together, millions of you. Like, Flies on a carcass, you know, it's seething. So you're always walking around, this feeling you're about to bump into somebody, and you're holding yourself in all the time. Un- unconsciously, just you just grow up like it, learning to be quiet, close the door, shut up, and don't disturb and don't intrude. And this kind of litany goes on throughout your childhood. So the idea of being loud and disturbing. <laughs> so it's like as if your your energy body is actually deformed or pushed in, uh, and so I know so myself. I just love love being out in big wide open space. I finally feel I've got enough room. You know? I don't do anything different really. I just feel at ease. There's enough. You know, I like being in the Mojave Desert with just about ample you know, space. You know? It's got a hundred miles and nobody in it, is it? Ah. 
than living in London, you know, where you get 100 millimeters and nobody in it is quite a thing. So the sense can be one of, of there's no, not much space, there's also not much time. The reduction of space reduces the time. So we get impatient, hurry up. And this is also part of the socializing process. You know, the, the tighter it gets, the faster it gets. So the energy gets quite intense and bunched in, and you don't know, one doesn't know, hasn't got any means of, you know, of of breathing it out without doing something physical or blowing up. You know. So certainly, you know, trying to just spread over the body, through the body, even. You know, down into the ground or around the body. You know, as if one's body is actually larger, or you, you contemplate the very space around the body, and you begin to fill that up with the, the, the quality of awareness and attention. Mm. Brahma Vihara, you know, so you extend that sphere of non-aversion, of non-obstructing, non contracting, non-avoidance um, of mistrust or fear or anxiety around other people. So a con- sometimes a contracted mind not be, may not have ill will towards others, but it's always, it can always have ill will towards itself. You know, I'm probably doing something wrong now. For me, it's an easy one to imagine that I've probably done something wrong, said something wrong. If something goes wrong, it's probably my fault. Yeah. Somebody upset, it's probably because of me. Yeah. So, you know, this is the sense of carrying ill will in one's sphere of awareness. So, you know, so to cultivate and develop that sphere, you really, one really has to take this on board very thoroughly. That you're not trying to be nice to people. You just can't, is there any sense of that, what ill will is about, you know, the fearfulness, the resentfulness, the guiltiness, the embarrassedness, anything where the mind starts to contract. And it's a, that's, that's what we're looking for, to see if we can create space around that, don't panic around it, don't flurry around it, just softening it. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whoever that seems to be about oneself or others, it's the very arising of that, of that tightening up. Mm-hmm. So these are ways of, of being able to allay the charge of Chittasankara. <coughs> so in our life then there's the element of relinquishment and this is a skillful um, factor now what I say is just 
slightly different from renunciation. Slightly different from renunciation, which is more to do with external things, although it's it's, a, it's connected. Bringing to mind, you know, wherever where one was at right now, what would it be like without this? You know, say you're feeling a bit depressed. Oh, I can't do like this. Oh, manage a day of this. Oh, two months of this. Oh, so, so I've got that to do in April. Not here happening. Really, you know, getting into this one. <laughs> and then, what would it be like without this whole bit? Oh. Oh. Yeah, but you know, you can't make the other thing. Yeah, but just imagine, what would it be like without it? Oh, but I can't be without it. No, but just imagine, pretend. What was it like before this was here? Oh. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> you know, you re- recognize that really, you know, you are happy. <laughs> You know, the, the, the human condition is a fortunate one. And jitta is, is a, you know, we're, we're, our jitta is, pl- the jitta is planted in a good place. But it gets infected with these things. And when they do infect, we, it becomes total experience. But you just ask yourself, what would it be like without this? I'm not saying you have to get rid of it. It's just allowing oneself to just stop or pull out of the story. So just acknowledge you know, that it is that. We may come for a second, just a blank open space. And then what's like to come up is, well, okay, but so what? I don't really want to do this in a different new way. You know that, yeah. But without, what would it be like without without that agitation? Hmm. You know, and then something else can come up. I've noticed that uh, one doesn't. This is this is this is an interesting thing to 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 practice with. You, know, you go into the the kitchen, armed food time, and you you were quite all right in here, sitting in here. You were fairly okay. Then you go in there, and there's a cheesecake. Oh, cheesecake! Just saying, Carl really picks up on that one, you know. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so you know, you were okay before. Now you're really excited. It's just, oh, wonderful cheesecake, you know. And then you've, you've got to have it. You've got to have it. It's there. It's been offered. <laughs> if you want me to eat this, I've got to. I've got to have that cheesecake. You know. So the, you know, and then it's not greed. It's just you know nature. <laughs> We're meant to eat together. So at that moment, it really becomes that way. And if somebody says. Cheesecake's not allowed, venerable. <laughs> you, you know, just imagine the pain. 
and you were all right before. <laughs> or that terrible thing you realize there's six, there's only six bits of cheesecake, and there's 20 people here. Oh. Just calm, it's just my good karma. <laughs> you know, or nobody else likes cheesecake anyway. Or something like that, you know. Or, and then the, the, the nagging of that. You, you were all right before. But once it's there, the idea of just imagine what it'd be like if there wasn't the. You, know, you went in the kitchen, look at the cheesecake, and imagine the. What was it like? What would it be like if there isn't any cheesecake? I'd be all right, actually. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't cheesecake yesterday. I was all right. So here, just because it's there, you know, one can recognize, I'll be all right without this. Then you can... Gives you a clarity. You can think, well, I'll have a bit, or I'll have half of it, or I won't have any, or whatever you need to do. You've got some perspective. You don't feel a sense of grief about, oh, I shouldn't have it because I'm attached to this cheesecake. You've made an I am out of it. And then, okay, I won't have it so I'll break my attachment to cheesecake. Then, you you know, you've got that kind of contracted feeling again. So we get caught in either, you know, having it, which can make us feel should make us feel bad. <laughs> if you've got any shame left. <laughs> if it's just greed. Or the sense of, you know, unpleasant sense of can't have it, which is, you know, puritanical. And you get stuck in that. And then you resent other people who can't and do have it. Think they're greedy or whatever. Because they got it. You know? Isn't this the story? You know? I was walking down the street, I was all right. Then I saw this pretty little thing with blue eyes and bl- blonde hair, and I said, I've got to have it, I've got to have it. <laughs> and it's the story, you know. <laughs> you know the falling in love, getting sick. You were all right before. Then what comes up is a presence that makes you feel you have an absence. Yeah. Yeah, but a presence arises that makes you feel you have an absence. An absence that must be filled, and you can only be filled by that presence. Mm. Isn't that the story? Mm. In many ways, the car, you know, the big motorbike, the holiday. Yeah. Isn't that the story? So, you, you know, Somebody comes and says, oh, I'm off to Goa tomorrow. You go, oh, Goa, I'm stuck in this dumb, cold, freezing, foggy, rainy, Britain, Goa, lucky pig. Well, I can't we ever get to Goa, little beaches, holidays, warm, sunny. But then you start to think, you, know, you either get puritanical, but this is good for me. <laughs> or something like that, you know. Or... Fools, they'll waste their time on the beaches of Goa. You kind of, so a presence comes along where you feel you have an absence. You've been living with this absence of Goa for years and years and years. 
feeling kind of all right about it until somebody comes along with it. I haven't got one. Jealousy, rage, resentment, fear. <coughs> I'll never get there. <coughs> My life is ruined. Missed out on it. Chance, you know, self pity. <laughs> and then you get there, you know. <laughs> so, well, that's, the, that's the other bit of the story, isn't it? This was supposed to be good. All went wrong, you know. All went wrong. You have a presence. And a presence make, gives you an absence. That's what happened. And isn't that what it is? <coughs> so then, you know, the absence of things is, is, uh, is the, the, the sense of dukkha, isn't it? The loss. The I can't have. The it's not allowed. It's you're not old enough or good enough or the wrong sex or something or the other. You know, you can't have it. We got it. Or I've got it. She's got it or whatever. Then the sense of then you know, you get this sense of absence. And all one can feel is wanting to have that, that thing will actually stop the absence be stop the absence being there. Except it doesn't. If you noticed. You know. Especially in the small things. Gradually, you know, they brought the bread and toast and croissants in this morning, set them down, and we all looked at them and then somebody said, Let's take all these away again. You know. What would it feel like? Or <laughs> <laughs> just as you felt <laughs> Get your hand on a croissant, lift it up, you lift and see croissants are not allowed, <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> Why not? Because it's part of the tradition. <laughs> the stupid tradition. The Lord would have said croissants are not allowed. <laughs> Why? Why? You were all right before they came in the room, weren't you? <laughs> so that, that's what it, that's what that's what you have to watch the Sankara because you know a sense object comes up like that, or an idea or a thought, and this thing comes up that can only and when the when one's attention is in that, you know, you can only think of either. Following it or repressing it, you can't. The mind at that moment does not remember. There's an other than all this. It doesn't know that. It's not a knowledge you can carry intellectually. So, it's a, like a you know a felt knowledge. And if we have that access to that felt knowledge, then. You know, this this is it's if you like what anicca, anatta is about. You know, this is not mine. It doesn't have to be mine. It's and really, you know.
sense of the, the freedom, of course, from really being able to handle that charge of wanting to be, wanting to have, wanting to get rid of things. <coughs> Because in a way, for all of us humans, then actually we are without all that. There is a place which is without all that. And it's perfectly fine. It's called the ending of suffering. There's a place without all that. It doesn't mind it being there. You know, it's fine, you know, you can have your whatever it is. You can have those senses of, of uplift and but but um, the ability to not get caught in it or to experience the delight or the the uprising things or the the fear or the sadness of it or you know, those kind of charges of feeling. And yet we know or there's a, a touching into a ground past that. What would it be like if there wasn't any such thing as nirvana, you know? Oh, that's a relief, isn't it? <laughs> 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 you have to keep thrashing away trying to get there. Ah, you might find it as your mind dropped into it, as it were. <laughs> What would it be like if it wasn't a three-month retreat? Oh, no. Well, right now, if the rest of the day is cancelled, do we like the rest of the day? No more rest of the day. Oh, suddenly you feel, oh, I feel, I feel all right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You say, well, we're going to practice diligently, with effort, unremitting effort on every breath, from now solidly, you know, until the end of March, oh, oh no. <laughs> so, you know, the Jitta Sankara gets going on that one, doesn't it? But if we practice like, well, what if there's, what if there's, no, what if there's no tomorrow? You know, practice the day like there's no tomorrow. Practice this morning like there's no afternoon. Practice this minute like there's no next minute. What if there isn't any of this? Then, we're coming back to our that original ground. Mm. Oh yeah, it's just like this now. Takes takes the charge out. And then that the uh, that that what I calling original ground or the chitta can then be. Um, reviewed you know, in the sense of being able to, to review that, contemplate that.
So it's very useful to just build this, this mode of practice. Uh, see these different aspects, the samadhi aspect, you know, rather than concerning yourself with the manifold, just focus on the one thing you need to focus on. You, you feel you, you can make your ground for samadhi, your body, um, breathing, standing, walking, you know, you, whatever your practice is. Just Brahma Vihara, extending the quality, you know, touching into the quality of of um, well-being, primary well-being, unconstrictedness. Either that's something that you're just touching into it where it is, and see if you can extend it into. Into the areas or the places or the situations one feels het up, um, tense, nervous, resentful, guilty. Mm. And remember, every every thing that's an absence is really the presence of something that we haven't unfolded yet. Every presence has with it an absence that we haven't recognized yet. Potential absence. Every sense of absence, try to name the presence that's there. If you don't feel, I don't feel I have, what do, what do you feel? Uh, if you feel you're not, what do you feel you are in that, in that particular moment? How, does it, how do you feel that? If you can get that and then try to you know, get the whole way of handling things into, you know, the jitta level and then grounding it into the bodily. So you get a strong way of holding those things because those, those absences are particularly powerful in terms of, of um, spinning us out. And then practicing with the body and the moment. 